0: I think the most important thing for people to do, though, especially if you're not doing anything yet, is to just establish a daily routine, create a habit of doing something you really enjoy doing. So like, I love having a cup of tea in the morning. That's one of my daily habits that's just for me. Sometimes people like sitting down with her, like you a book for 15 or 20 minutes but make space in each and every day to take care of you and do something that is just for you and no one else. We tend to give ourselves away too much, whether it's to our spouses or to our family or our children, so make sure to just take that time for you every day. That is gonna be more fundamental and life-changing than even having a meditation practice.
1: Welcome to Fit as a Fiddle. My name is Dr. Sneha Gazi, and I'm a physical therapist and business owner in New York City each episode we bring you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness industry who share inspiring tips and tangible advice this podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind body and spirit healthy and thriving thank you so much for tuning in please subscribe review and enjoy the show Welcome everybody to our next episode. We have today a amazing speaker and spokesperson in the health and wellness space, which everybody is excited about. This is Jaya Jaya Myra. She's a wellness expert um, and she has spoken in various different platforms, which she will tell you more about. Um, and she has, I listened to one of her Um, talks, and it was very inspirational because it's touching on a lot of things that some people have spoken about already, and I think it ties it together in a really cool way. So please um, introduce yourself and the work that you do. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for
0: having me. Uh, I'm so grateful to be here. So as you said, I do a lot of work in the wellness space, specifically mind-body wellness. The work that I does intersects with purpose and spirituality and health and wellness. So everything that I do is to help people facilitate better mind, body, and spirit well-being. Awesome. Um,
1: And tell us a little bit about what started you on this journey.
0: Absolutely. So I've always been interested in spirituality and in health, but I think that this became the focus of my life after I had been diagnosed with really debilitating fibromyalgia. So the icing on the cake for me was that I was working as a scientist, but despite the fact of knowing a lot about science, knowing about medicine, Western medicine actually made my condition worse, not better. And I was forced to just walk away from anything Western medicine and find natural ways to go about healing myself, which I did. Uh, I'm in better health now than I've ever been in my entire life. So, it was ultimately a good thing and experience, but it was very difficult to go through at the time. I lost my home to foreclosure. I had to declare bankruptcy. I was separated from my children. It was a very difficult, trying time for me, but it really forced me to look at everything that was happening in my life and how I wanted to spend my life. And if I was pursuing a career in science that wasn't able to even heal me from a basic chronic disease, I figured that I needed to make a pretty Massive change because I'd always wanted to heal people and I found that there was other better ways to do that than Necessarily through scientific research
1: That's amazing Um, I think you know as we know there's a there's a time and place to get injected medicated and go through surgery
0: Absolutely, there's
1: a, a time and place where we need to step back and reflect on where we are as people on this planet and people may think of that as more of like a hocus-pocus approach to things, but like you said, in your experiences, it does a world of good to just step back and understand your spirit, your purpose, your life, and where your illnesses sort of fall, and where your injuries, so to speak, I'm using quotations for those Absolutely. of people listening, um, where illnesses and injuries really originate from, and how important it is to take a look at your subconscious and your psychology and your inner conversations on these topics. So can you speak to that sort of a little bit as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of times, particularly people with chronic diseases, there's usually some kind of trauma that has happened in the past that starts to surface on the physical body anywhere from 10 to 25 years after the fact. It, it just kind of works its way up until we're experiencing it on a physical level. Like the the physical is usually the last place where we will experience something because it's the densest layer of energy that we have. But when it gets to that point, it's basically saying, hey, you haven't dealt with this. So now you're gonna be forced to deal with it. And unfortunately by the time something gets to that point, it's really difficult to rectify since a lot of these stored memories and emotions like stay with us a lifetime. Uh, A lot of people don't know how to process that out of their system, but honestly, that's why I'm such a huge advocate of mindfulness and meditation, because these things help us to clear the subconscious mind, help us to really link our past to our present so we can use our present to create our future, and it just helps to get rid of that garbage that we accumulate in the mental space on a daily basis. One of the analogies I use is that we, we eat food and we digest it and we eliminate it every single day. But if you don't have a mindfulness and meditation practice, you're not digesting your thoughts, your experiences, the impulses that come to you on a daily basis, just all of the stimuli that we experience, especially here in the big city. So if you're not doing that, your mind, your conscious, your subconscious is going to get cluttered. And so the mindfulness, the meditation, affirmations, things of that nature really helps to clear out that mental space. And to get rid of that debris even down to a physical level if you're consistent enough with your practice.
1: That's amazing. And what does being healthy mean to you in that space? Yeah. Cuz I know if I ask everybody has their own definitions. So it do, it's not it's neither here nor there it's not right or wrong, but I think that it's great that you've been through this journey and you've tried so many things. You found what's right for you and you're spreading this great message. So Mm -hmm. for people who have been through this journey, similar to you have, what can you tell them about what does healthy mean? What does wellness mean?
0: Being healthy, uh, definitely it's holistic well-being. Like you have to take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. So if one of these three pieces is getting neglected, it's going to make the other two pieces suffer. So if you're not taking care of your spiritual side, your emotions and your mental space are definitely going to suffer. If you're not taking care of your body, your mind and your emotions are going to suffer. And while this may sound just hokey, it's definitely not. There's a lot of scientific evidence that supports this. I mean, they even know now that like what we eat contributes to our emotions and Uh, Whether we're depressed or happy or not, we have that whole gut-brain connection that's facilitated with the hormones and the neurotransmitters. So what you're eating, the microbiome in your gut, uh, making sure that it gets the right foods, like the prebiotic nutrients, is important even for mental well-being. So that's like tangible, physical, scientific evidence that shows, hey, you're not taking care of your body appropriately. Your mental well-being and your emotions are going to suffer. And there's also research that supports it going the other way around that if you're not emotionally well, and if you're sad, that is even going to affect the hormones, the neurotransmitters, the cortisol, all the stuff in the body. And it's going to kill off your microbiome. It's going to release a lot of other negative hormones and stressors in the body, which then are going to make you not even feel physically good. So it's definitely a symbiotic relationship. It goes both ways. Thankfully science is finally catching up and we really need to do what we can to facilitate well-being. I think if people just focus on their mental and their emotional well-being and everything that they need to do to take care of that, including the physical components, that you will be healthy. There's, there's pretty much no way around it. You take care of your mind. You take care of your emotions. You are going to be pretty physically healthy for the most part.
1: Right. That's great, and I'm totally vibing with that. It's more than just hitting the gym three to four times a week.
0: No, I, yeah, everyone talks about wellness and they think about fitness and I'm like, no, 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 that's why I'm like mind, body, wellness. Like take care of everything, be holistic, eat foods that are good for you, try to eat organic if you believe in that. I mean, I I definitely believe in it and see a difference. Just be a little bit more holistic and natural, avoid toxins and pesticides on a day-to-day basis. Like watch what you eat, watch what you're putting on your skin, watch what kind of makeup you put on your face and your body kind of hair products you use, all of the stuff is, it is really important to well being. And I put that far above going to the gym. I mean, like, yeah, going to the gym and working out is important, but it's less important than what you're consuming and what you're putting on your body on a daily basis.
1: Right. And what is your I know you you touched on, you know, emotional regulation and mental health and meditation? What does that look like for you? Do you have a kind of like a daily practice or tips or things that you could share?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I have a daily mindfulness and meditation practice that I've done for well over 10 years now. So that's very important to me. I wake up every day. I set an affirmation for the day. I visualize how my day is going to be. I try my best to wake up before sunrise. There's also evidence that supports that waking up before the sun comes up is going to put you in a completely different psychological state so that you can better accomplish your goals and just go and conquer, conquer your day. Uh, I would say try it. Keep a journal of how you're feeling over the course of two weeks, and I bet that you're going to see a difference in your mood, your well-being, and what you're able to accomplish when you actually wake up before sunrise. Uh, I think the most important thing for people to do, though, especially if you're not doing anything yet, is to just establish a daily routine. Create a habit of doing something you really enjoy doing. So I love having a cup of tea in the morning. That's one of my daily habits that's just for me. Sometimes people like sitting down with her, like you have a book for 15 or 20 minutes. But make space in each and every day to take care of you and do something that is just for you and no one else. We tend to give ourselves away too much, whether it's to our spouses or to our family or our children. So make sure to just take that time for you every day. That is going to be more fundamental and life-changing than even having a meditation practice.
1: That's amazing. And it creates more mental space for you. Because it's something you're doing for yourself that's, you know, not for any other reason, doesn't require a reward other than you just doing it. And I think that puts people in a different mental state and a different perception of themselves and what they're doing at that moment.
0: It does. And it also makes it easier to have a sustainable practice like meditation or mindfulness so what I found is that people who don't stick like with their routine, say they want to go to the gym or be mindful or meditate or do yoga, they don't stick with their routine because they're not already doing something for themselves that they even enjoy. So if you're not doing something positive for yourself on a daily basis, how on earth are you going to expect yourself to do something that you may not enjoy or seems like it's going to take effort if you can't even motivate yourself to make yourself happy? So by That's making crazy. this daily habit – you're really psychologically changing the way that you relate to you and teaching yourself that you value yourself first and foremost. Then it will be very, very easy to start any type of routine that you want, whether it's a weight loss journey you've been meaning to get to, whether it's going to yoga or meditating, whatever it is. If you're able to have a daily routine for at least 90 days that you enjoy doing, that you're happy with, and you commit that time to you, you'll be able to start that other endeavor with very little effort.
1: And does that one thing that you do for yourself, does it have to be healthy?
0: Doesn't have to be healthy, but I'd recommend that it's at least not unhealthy.
1: Yeah, because I can hear some people being like, hmm, I like a tub of ice cream a day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that You might not feel so well after a couple of months. You know, you might have some other problems, but do something. Like I have dessert every day, but I do it in moderation. You know, I have a little bit of chocolate or I have a little bit of like vegan ice cream or something because I like at least a tiny bit of sweet. Just do things in moderation for you.
1: Right. I think that's the most important thing. It's balance because I think what we're seeing now is there's a lot of talk, right? Health and wellness, health and wellness in the space. I love that term. It's not that I'm against it. I actually use it all the time. Yeah. Um, this is what this podcast is about. And I think that there is the most important word in all of it is balance.
0: It is, although I have to admit I really don't like that word, and I'm going to be talking about that in my book that I'm writing right now. Oh, tell us. So everyone talks about work-life balance, and I think that that's just a load of BS because we really can't have fundamental balance, but what we can have is harmony. You and harmony. Yeah, you can integrate, you can harmonize all aspects of your life, but nothing will ever fully be in balance. Even from a spiritual, like, Guna elemental perspective, if everything were to come into balance, the universe would cease to exist. This creation exists by things being in different proportions, including us. Like, we have different composition. Every person is very unique in what their elemental composition is. So instead of striving for balance, if we strive for harmony between everything, so everything works together in a cohesive fashion i think that that's really what's going to bring the most synergy to life and enable us to fill our potential and be the most happy
1: right and balance not meaning equality it doesn't mean like do you work eight hours a day and then play eight hours a day
0: some people do think it means that though so 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 i personally i try to get away from the word because some people literally are like oh well that means I need to leave work by five o'clock every day or I don't have a work-life balance like well no maybe you're working till seven or eight but you have the ability to take a couple days off to like go spend time with your kids or go to go do some kind of important project for you it's it's really independent so I, I think whatever words you use like just keep in mind that whatever balance is for you, whether it's harmony, whether it's equally dividing your time or just synergizing everything, just make yourself feel good with your choices. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day.
1: That's great. I think that's a really uh, diplomatically correct, if you would say, kind of a way to put it, because we don't want to live in extremes, right? Kind of like you mentioned in the gunas or in um, like traditional Chinese medicine, if there's yeah. Um, you know, different aspects and versions of our spirit, where it's like fire, water, all those different um, expressions that people use. When we stay in one for too long, we just get saturated in it, right? And we may not fully understand the impact that it's having on us if we don't understand ourselves. And that's why mindfulness plays such a good role, because you can evaluate, you can see, okay, like the most basic example, going back to a work-life balance. I mean, I like to use the word work-life integration or moderation because, you know, it's sometimes you just have to work a week straight and then take a few days off, right? That's the most basic example. And then some weeks you might be able to do an eight hours, nine hours a day. That might be possible for you based on what's going on, right? So I think that, it's important to see what you have in front of you, what are your resources, what are your goals, and then make sure in all of that you're not driving yourself insane, that there's a, going back to your talk, there's a purpose behind it, that you know what you're doing, it's for a reason, and you're centered on an, an, an idea or in a, you know, a moral that you're following And then that kind of harmonizes all of the different things that you have to do in your life, whether that's from a food perspective, an exercise perspective, a mental health perspective, work perspective, whatever it is. Does that kind of summarize what you're trying to say as well?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think purpose comes down to a couple of fundamental things. One, it's our innate talents and gifts and strengths that we've been endowed with since birth. And when you combine those with you, the things you're passionate about, which usually come back to the type of experiences that you've had in your life. Your most memorable experiences, either good or bad, are gonna leave an impact on you. And you're usually gonna find the things that you're really passionate about are tied somehow to those experiences. So when you can combine your gifts with your passions, like, I think that's really where purpose is fully born because then those two very strong things about your personality are working together in a harmonious way. And so you're able to be more harmonious in body, mind, and soul.
1: That's amazing.
0: So hopefully we can do that with our careers. I mean, that's, that's the goal. But at least we got to be doing something every day, every week, that's like facilitating whatever makes you come alive.
1: Right. And like you said, doing that 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is to pull back and do it for yourself kind of sets the groundwork and the um, proof that you would be able to commit to yes. a health and w- a healthy journey of whether it's nutrition that you need to get back into line or whether you really do need to hit the gym. That's what you need right now. That's what's lacking in your health. Um, and you can be able to make these commitments to yourself once you know that you can commit to doing something you already like. First few minutes a day
0: because you're already giving yourself momentum by doing that you have all of this positive inner prosperity that's coming forth and giving you momentum to fuel those things that are a little bit less enjoyable the thing is a lot of people they just try to do those less enjoyable things and they don't really have the inner fuel stored up that they need to accomplish them so then they fizzle out after a week or two but if you're consistently doing something for you you won't see that happen you're going to Everyone's going to slip and fall and make mistakes, but then you'll be able to get back up and get to it again quickly.
1: Right. So to wrap all this up, if you were to have, give one takeaway for someone who's coming to you, someone suffering chronic pain mm-hmm. has, you know, the whole gamut of, of injuries, high blood pressure, diabetes, you name it osteoporosis, all the things that feels like they're limiting themselves to be able to do what they want to do in life. Mm -hmm. And And there's a lot of people like this out there. There are. What's one thing, one piece of advice that they could digest and take today now actionable item other than doing the 15 minutes or five minutes of something for themselves? What's something like a principle that they could take away as well today?
0: Well, if you're suffering from a whole lot of different problems, it'd be impossible to say, go do X, Y, or Z herbs. You know, someone with diabetes, I'd definitely say, go try bitter gourd and a couple of other things which are going to help. But when you're coming like, with a whole variety of problems, I think one of the fundamental things that you can do is learn to deepen and slow your breath down. Because whenever you're slowing your breathing rate, you're also slowing down what is happening in your mind. The less cluttered and chaotic your mind is, you're going to be able to be clearer and really find what it is that you need deep inside to be happy. The more that you clear your mental space, you're also going to feel the compulsion to clear your physical space, meaning that if you tend to live in a dirty or cluttered environment, you won't want to do that the more mentally clear that you get. So just by slowing, deepening the breath, you can start to see other profound changes in your life. And this can be as little as 30 seconds to a minute every day.
1: That's amazing. That's like the first thing that I teach everybody.
0: Yeah. everybody. in and slow your breath and do it every single day because it's the daily practice, not the length of time. That's gonna commit it to memory make it a habit and start changing the neural connections in the mind. I
1: love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your expertise here today.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: We really appreciate it. Where's a good place for people to find you on social media to check out your work?
0: Yeah. Uh, JayaJayaMaira.com and Jaya Jaya Myra on pretty much every social media channel.
1: And we're looking forward to your book when it comes out. Everybody yes. keep an eye out for it. What, do you have a name for it yet? Uh, yeah. Well, my first book is already out.
0: It's available in 10 languages. It's called Vibrational Healing, Attain Balance and Wholeness, Understand Your Energetic Type. My second book is called The Soul of Purpose, and it will be published by Post Hill Press in January 2021. You'll be able to find it Uh, online on my website and on the Simon & Schuster website.
1: Amazing. We're so excited for it. Thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone gained a lot of new information out of this episode. Please subscribe and review the show. It means the world. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.